Hello, this is Dr. Nancy O'Reilly, and you are listening to Conversations with Smart, Amazing Women. Each week, we bring you an outstanding woman who is a leader in her field. These amazing women are experts and role models for creating positive relationships, building successful careers, or helping you discover your own leadership talents to follow your passion and your purpose. Now, if you listen to these other conversations, you know that I've been interviewing these women, (laughs) wow, since 2007. Where'd the time go? And I chose 19 of the best experts for these interviews to co-author my book, Leading Women, 20 Influential Women Share Their Secrets to Leadership, Business, and Life. It's available at Barnes & Noble, Amazon, and business sections in all bookstores. And you haven't bought a copy for yourself, buy one, and and all your friends do the same so that you can help her with her leadership skills and be a leading woman. Now, this week, I'm pleased to introduce you to another amazing leader. Uh, her name is Sarah Acer. Sarah founded and serves as a managing partner of Align Communications and Creative. Headquartered in New York City, Sarah is a, an award-winning global communications and development strategist. She spent a decade working with leading corporations and nonprofits and government agencies on brands and such as Vitamin Water, the Center for Disease Control and Prevention, and their Truth Campaign. Align is a full-service strategic and development firm. It's an employee-owned collective made up of industry disruptors, I like that, who left their respective big brand careers to build a new kind of agency. These women work exclusively with government agencies, nonprofits, I call them social profits, by the way, and socially conscious organizations looking to deliver social change and positive impact to the world all around us. That's wonderful. Now, you know, I met Sarah last week at the Women of Excellence Salute Awards in New York City. They were honoring women in cinema, African-American women in cinema. So I've, I've met her. She's delightful. I'm so excited to talk to her today. Sarah, welcome to Conversations with Smart, Amazing Women. So glad you're with us. Glad yeah. to be here. When I do any of these conversations, I always like to know where people came from to make who they are today and why they do what they do. So I ask that personal question, how did Sarah become Sarah and, and the person I'm talking to today? I think we're all really influenced by our, not just our environment, but probably by the people we spend the most amount of time with, particularly when we're young. And I was lucky enough to be surrounded by both two fantastic parents who are in uh, in the public sector and in the animal services sector, serving as a, a veterinarian and as a high school teacher. And I think from a really early age, I was sort of raised to constantly be thinking about how I could contribute to, to the betterment of society and sort of what my role might look like and how I could, you know, better leverage my, my skills, passions, and sort of um, an interest to contribute in a, and connect in a really meaningful way. That's uh, exactly what I think women are so good at, and we'll probably let's talk some more about that. But in your company, I, I like what you're doing. I've, I've been reading all about Align uh, Communications and Creative. Is, it uses the socially conscious business model, which we would like. I would like to think that all businesses are conscious and awake and understand what they're producing, what how they're impacting the world. But unfortunately, not all of them do. So. 
uh, your company is out there helping companies to take a different view, I guess the word I want to use is be become more responsible in this world, become more uh, beneficial, become a, a true member of benefiting all people, including the company itself. Yeah, I, I think you really you touched on something uh, super super important there, um, and something that we've sort of been wrestling with as a as a team. Um, you know, we're we're six women, we're an employee owned collective, an all women team that works exclusively with startups, nonprofits, and socially conscious companies. So I think that word conscious is really what what we tend to focus on specifically, particularly when we're talking about working with for-profit companies, right? Ideally, you'd like to think that a socially conscious business is also socially responsible. But I think being conscious really doesn't end with creating a foundation out of a for-profit profit arm, right? So which, we, which is what we see happen a lot in the for-profit world. I think a business could still really be unaware of the fact that there might be some conflicts or um, some possible things that maybe don't align, right? If if we're you know we're working in a certain community and they're selling a product that maybe isn't doing a lot of good for the community, and we have a, a foundation over here, siloed that's also doing doing good for the community. Um, those sort of those two things really don't add up, and there's some hypocrisy there. So we really like to promote what. You know, what's, what's been coined, I think, since about the, the late 90s, the triple bottom line model. So that's, that's really what we're looking for when we're working with companies who are concerned with both profit, people, and planet. Yeah. But I think it's that word consciousness that you hit on that, right. that we really people are, you know, companies are seeking to do more than have a foundation for, for foundation's sake uh, yeah, and to not, really be not, thoughtful. Yeah, just not the bottom line. I'm, I'm going to share a, a term with you because I do this uh, when I hear the word not-for-profit. 501c3s are called not-for-profits. What I call them is socially profit for organizations. The not-for-profit, it's, it's a negative. And I think oftentimes people that work for a 501c3 also take on that negative connotation, whereas if all of our socially profit organizations when our 501c3 organizations went away I don't know of any community that would be able to withstand or hold up after they all disappeared and talk about conscious business models that's all they do it's all about passion it's all about creating a purpose and 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 caring for people so anyway I'll get off my bandwagon here I'll step down from the podium but but again no I think you're I think yeah. you're totally right, Nancy. Well, I think I'm, I'm, um, I'm adamant about it because, <laughs> in fact, I've spoken to social profit organizations, groups of them, and it's amazing to watch their eyes sparkle. They get, they sit up a little taller. They look a little more energized because I'm calling them what I'm telling them. I'm calling what they do, and I think that's what they all need to be proud of. And any and of yeah. course, any profit, any organization calls it a for profit should be again for profit for all. I love the term um, social profit and I think I think what's really fascinating is is that word profit and that I think in in general terms, you know, particularly in the states we think of the word profit as having sort of a capital financial uh, connotation, right? But right. I think when we when we look more gro- globally, I think we we see that term changing a bit and and really lending itself to being, you know, Profit really extending to to mean more than that, meaning meaning profit in terms of like life longevity, mortality rates, decreased rates of HIV, increased you know amount of youth who are leaving foster care and entering you know a vocational field or college. And I think the way in which we're quantifying this sort of profit, I think maybe that word 
outcomes needs to be needs to be aligned there. I think we've done some recent development work, and I'm I'm sure we'll probably start to touch on that a little later um, in our in our chat. But you know, thinking about you know supporting a, a social profit or you know traditionally termed nonprofit organization should should really be a no-brainer. Yeah. I mean, these yeah. organizations yeah. are held to the highest standards when it when it comes to their overhead rates, you know, the the way in which they're managing their organization. And yet we have, you know, challenges in funding for them that are that are really, I mean, it's a really difficult time right now. Yet you have investors who are happy to take a gamble on on 10 companies and are willing to invest $50,000 a pop and are happy if one one of these yeah. organizations becomes profitable. Yeah. And then and looking at a donation to a, a nonprofit as, as almost a, a loss, which yeah. is a which is a really a, a mindset oh, shift that I think needs to it's change. A it's a write off, which again is negative. I can write you off, you know. I mean, it's like mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I can write you off. It's like I'll date you, but if the first date doesn't turn out so good, guess what? You're out of my life. Right, right. But the, so exactly. Is, yeah, we we just need to, that different. I mean, and of course, you all. I love the term disruptive. You are a group of disruptive individ, individual women, which I think is a good term because we need to shake up. We need to, uh, again, help people to wake up and understand what we need in this world to all benefit. If if a company can tell an individual, whether it be a 501c3 or a for-profit or whatever you want to call it, can tell you, how am I going to benefit you? How am I going to benefit your community? And how am I going to benefit the greater world? I think more companies would be in a lot better shape and people would be buying them a lot more consciously. I mean, why buy from one company when it's doing it, and the other companies are not? But anyway, well, we're getting a little Completely. bit off, we're getting a little bit off track, <laughs> but not really, because um, you know the one thing that that is important what we're talking about is that you've now become the development. Now, what do you, what is your title with Take the Lead? Yeah, so we are the agency of record for Take the Lead, which is a, a nonprofit looking to what is increase it? the amount of what is it? <laughs> you said what? We are t- <laughs> I said, what, take the lead in? Sure. Yeah, you take said it's the, not. So we're the development it. agency. Yeah, okay. that is, that is uh, yeah, thanks, good catch. Social profit, thank you. I need You're to start welcome. You're welcome. re-injecting it into our dialogue and all, all of our communications. So we're the development agency that's been hired to help take the lead, which is a social profit organization that's, that's really aiming to increase the amount of women in leadership positions to an equal equal level by 2025. So it's a really incredible goal. It's one that we we really haven't seen much progress in in that space. Women are half the workforce. They are in almost 60% of college degrees. Yet they make up less than 20% of leader of top leadership positions across all sectors. So that's from healthcare to law, you know, to to education, you name it. And the needle really hasn't moved for like for two decades, and that doesn't uh, that doesn't stop in sort of the vocational perspective, vocational field. It really extends to you know, even policy. You know, we're we rank 95th in the in the world of female leaders in Congress, and we're behind the majority of the developing world. So yeah. our role is to help in increasing the the resources that are available for Take the Lead to really grow this movement to increase the amount of women who are engaged in in the myriad of tools that, that, that Take the Lead offers, from its mentorship program to its ambassador program to some of the courses that are available throughout the platform and, and through Take the Lead. There's, a, there's tons of free resources available for women at all stages in their career, and I think our role is to really help 
help promote that and grow that and really ensure that this is a sustainable organization and that we meet that goal by 2025 and we have the resources to do it. Well, yeah, and and, um, again, Women Connect for Good, which is my foundation, is partnering with Take the Lead, and that's really primarily the most important reason that we're talking today. It's amazing to me, Sarah, that uh, we're we're over 50%, we're at 55% of the population in the United States. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Uh, women of of color, women of uh, Caucasian and women of color. We buy 85% or more of products and services in the United States. And we're one of the fastest fastest growing trends. Our women-owned business, because they've left other corporations with little little hope of ever evolving in those corporations. But, I mean, it's amazing that we have not evolved and taken leadership positions more so until they do. uh, I mean, when we're talking about... You said 95th in the Congress, but it's 75th in the world as far as women. Yeah, yeah. Everywhere, which is appalling. I was um, I was in India in April, and when you and there were women from 106 countries, and many mm-hmm. of these, most of these women come came from large corporations. Many of them were CEOs, CFOs. They had leadership in their countries. You know, look at Indira Gandhi in India. Look at Margaret mm-hmm. Thatcher now the new the new leader leadership in in United Kingdom. I mean we we are so far behind other countries. It's almost I mean it just really when I came back from the United States, especially after uh, after going to to India and then attending a diversity conference. I mean it's it's so apparent to me that again, and this is what went, why Women Connect for Good was founded was because it's really simply one mission of Women Connect for Good, and that truly is just women supporting and helping other women to evolve into whatever role, whatever women's dreams and drives and passions are. And, mm-hmm. you know, we don't do that in the United States. Women can, will, will take each other out quicker than they'll do anything, you know. But, again, I think part of it is, and then I'm going to get down from my podium again, is that we, <laughs> we really haven't had the modeling, we haven't had the mentoring, we haven't had the exposure to women in leadership roles to really learn from. And I think that's so important. That's where Take the Lead comes into play, which is we're going to teach women to be women leading as women, which I'm very, very excited about. Yeah, I mean, I think the time is really is really now for women. And I think that's what makes Take the Lead so critical and I think what makes supporting this organization at this stage, you know, so, such, a, such a strong contribution and such a really a powerful investment. It reminds me of an article I remember reading in the Washington Post that sort of talks about exactly what you're, you're referencing. And the, the article was about President Obama's staff and how two-thirds of his top aides were men um, when he took office. And um, a lot of these, these men had been, you know, in, in leadership roles at his campaign, and then they moved over into the White House. And really, there, there wasn't, you know, there wasn't enough women in, in leadership roles there. So how, how did they do it? And I think, to your point, I think that absolutely happens. Women sort of not, not necessarily supporting other women, not being comfortable with their own power, not really understanding how or how to navigate and how to get to the, the, the role that they're really looking for. And, and I loved the strategy that that these, these women sort of took in the Obama administration, they essentially, you know, kind of banded together and recognized that, you know, there is, there is power in, in numbers and in sticking together and in supporting one another. And they basically started at meetings really giving credit to other women and, and making that known at the table 
where, who would come up with a certain idea or a certain strategy. And this sort of amplification strategy, I believe, is what they called it, where they were repeating each other's ideas, crediting the woman who come, came up with the idea, and forcing men um, to acknowledge that women had just as much to offer, really. They, more and more aides and more and more staff, um, you know, joined this, this sort of cabinet and leadership, you know, sort of group that, that the White House has. And I think that that's just a testament to the fact that women have such tremendous power when they, when they support um, one another. I think, I think we have a lot of work to do, though, yeah, <laughs> before, we, before we see that on a mass scale. It's going to take each one of us doing our part and doing it each and every day, not just thinking about it, but doing something about it. I, I recently spoke at uh, a women's, but there were actually about probably 20 men there, 60 women, 20 men, but the, this talk was about uh, women's uh, leadership. It was about women's, uh, uh, you know, their role in the workplace. And, and here, these are all, uh, you know, attorneys. <laughs> and it was funny, I asked the question. I said, how many of you in this room feel like you have enough power? Nobody. Mm-hmm. Nobody raised their hand. And this, these were women attorneys. And it's interesting to me when we use the word power, women just... They falter, they fall back, they're afraid of the term. But when we start to talk about the power to versus the power over and begin mm-hmm, to begin mm-hmm. understand the difference between the two, because, again, we have been subjugated. We have been sexualized in, in the media. So I think the thing about women, especially when it comes to power, I, I know, I mean, I've been called a lot of names throughout my career, and, of course, the B word is, has been used before. But, mm-hmm. you know, I think what we're talking about is helping not only with women's leadership, but women literally leading with those those feminine qualities that they have. We have amazing communication skills. We're great at, at mm-hmm. developing relationships. And um, we see the big picture, but able we're also able to see the details needed. And who, who has been solving problems in the world forever from from their, their homes to their communities, women. Mm-hmm. I mean, yeah, yeah. I mean, it's no secret. Forbes just released an article. I guess it's not, not super new, but last year I remember reading an article that essentially stated not that women, it's the business case for investing in women, both women in leadership, women-run businesses. Not only are they um, strong candidates and, and equal players to, to men, when it when it comes to holding a leadership position, but they're they're smarter bets. Their odds of, yeah. of success statistically increase um, and are higher than companies that don't include women at the table. And yeah. I, I think that that's a that's just a huge testament to the fact that women have such uh, such power that they really aren't tapping into. And I think that's really what's so unique. I think about Gloria, um, you know, the founder of of take the lead, her approach to, to sort of solving sort of this, this dilemma, this yeah. leadership gap um, that we see extend itself in so many different areas. We see it in um, not just in leadership roles, we see it in, in pay equity, you know, and there's been a lot of discussion there, but that this relationship with power and understanding of, of one's own value, understanding, you know, how to embrace sort of what you've got, how to build your own movement, and, and how to actually tell your story I think is a real um, is a real value add of, of this program and why uh, why we're so excited to be a part of it and to really help them grow. Yeah, I, th- I think that's the key though is that this is a positive. When we approach things in a positive way, I think women become more uh, available. And I think if anything, maybe the old way has scared women to think that, gee, 
I don't want to rock the boat. I don't want to, you know, get get involved in a some kind of bra, bra burning episode. But the point is, is that mm-hmm. when we start teaching women or helping women to, to by reminding them who they are, reminding them mm-hmm. that that the feminine qualities that really do lead to strong leadership, and it starts mm-hmm. in the family, it goes into the community, it goes into the workplace. The term that I hear more and more is inclusiveness and is mm-hmm. also also being vulnerable. Vulnerable means asking for help. And it doesn't mm-hmm. mean weak. It doesn't mean you're ineffective. It means that you're actually looking at other people around you that probably have different expertise, and you ask them for their help and their consult. And I think that's something mm-hmm. you have to get much more comfortable with is being vulnerable by simply asking, can you help me with this, or how can I help you? I mean, these are yeah. simple, simple questions, but, I mean, that's how my book was uh, Leading Women came about, was strictly asking, after, in a similar conversation I'm having with you, I said to her, I said, um, Mary, how can I help you? How can I help you to be successful in what you're doing and help you to, to fulfill your, your mission and your dreams? And on the other end of the line was this quiet, I mean, it was dead quiet, you know. It's like I, Mary mm-hmm. was still there, and, she, and then I heard this little voice say, do you mean you want to help me? And mm-hmm. I said, yeah. Mm-hmm. And that's what we want to keep telling these women. Yes, we want to help you, but we want to re- just remind you of who you are, what, what skills and, and talents you have, and what we can draw upon from one another you know, let's face it, Sarah, right now, if we had women running for political offices in all sectors, from Congress mm-hmm. to, of course, presidency, et cetera, et cetera, in corporations, et cetera, et cetera, and women in the corporations, women in the whatever area supported other women, we'd have a, we'd, we'd not, we would not be talking about leadership in 2025. We would have it already. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And, and I know... Yeah. I know it sounds simple, but I swear I, <laughs> I've been doing this work with women empowerment for thirty years, and it's it's just mm-hmm. become more and more clear and simple to me that if we can get behind each other and lift one another up, we'll be solving world problems. We won't have wars. We wouldn't have hunger. <laughs> mm-hmm. This world would run pretty darn smoothly if right. <laughs> I hear that. I hear that. I mean, I think you're. I think we we have very similar similar sort of life philosophies, right? I mean, I I started a line with the intention of bringing women together. You know, we're right now we're a we're an all women organization, and we are interested in supporting you know social profit and socially conscious organizations. They don't have to be considered you know they're not at a break even or traditional not for profit. They don't have to be that, but. We're interested in helping people and organizations run more effectively, run more efficiently to deliver better outcomes, right, for the greater human good. Um, and our goal is really exactly what you're talking about. And I think that's what you see when you bring smart women together. Our goal is to be worked out of a job. We, yeah. we would like to see these organizations so sustainable that we're – we're transitioning and we've built their capacity at such a, yeah. at such a point or we've figured out how to collaborate at such a level that we are solving things like water, right? Like we have hundreds of, hundreds of organizations that are attempting to solve water, but why haven't we solved it yet, right? 
and and where's the where's the collaboration and the connection and the sort of shared key strategies and lessons learned and I think you really find that when you bring women together for a collective goal. Yeah. I think one other thing I think you touched on that was really um, interesting and I think I'm really excited about is a new program that Take the Lead, um, our partner organization, is offering, and it's a, it's a mentorship program. I mean, we, we know just statistically speaking that over 90% of, of leadership, people in leadership, both men and women, have stated that they've benefited from having a, having a mentor and how sure. significant that mentor's sure. role has been. Um, I think at Take the Lead and both at Align, and, I, and I'm sure at Women Connect for Good, we sort of see everyone as a mentor, right? Both mentoring, you know, receiving, being the mentee, and having something to offer at all levels of your career. So just because you're, you're a new graduate um, or just because you're, you know, you're about to retire doesn't mean that you don't have something that you can learn and something that you can offer. And I think this new mentorship program with Glassbreakers is a really, really phenomenal opportunity to, again, try to connect women and to allow them to contribute to the community to share lessons learned um, and to and to help each other identify what their what their goals are in life and leadership and and to move forward um, as a collective union of really strong empowered women. So um, yeah. we're really excited to to see that program grow as well. Well, you know, and I, and I, and I think in the long run, if women get comfortable in their skins and get comfortable with each other the comfort level between men and women will increase as well. I mean, if if we wake up, I mean, like I said, you said the time is now, and I absolutely agree with that. But if we all wake up and help others to wake up as we as we go along and say, hey, wait a minute, we're all in, in this together. It's not just me that's going to make the difference. It's all of us, and we are connected whether whether we believe that or not. And each one of us has these talents and tools and abilities that if we bring them together, anything is possible. I think that's what will happen next. But first, you know, we've, mm-hmm. got, we've got to have this core group of women who are out there going, hey, wait a minute, guys, we, we get together here and, and get on the same page, and it's amazing what we can accomplish. And, and glass breakers, you know, again, it's, it's even, it blows me away to even think that we still have terms like glass breakers, you know I mean? Right, just, right. Um, you're you're a, a little bit younger than I am, not a little bit, quite a bit, but you know it's it's uh, you know I, I have daughters and granddaughters and and I don't want I don't want them to have to keep using terms like that. I want the terms right. Diversity. What is your workforce like? What is what are the people that your team? What are your teams like? Well, they're diverse and they're inclusive and and you know you go oh wow cool okay great thank you. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. You know, I think you're I think you're partnering with a great organization, Gloria Felt, the CEO and founder of Take the Lead. Uh she understands. She's also comes from a, a social profit background, so she's very familiar with both and, and of course uh she wants to change the world for good and she's surrounding herself with the right people and it sounds like your company, Sarah, is a is a good fit. So I'm excited about that and I look forward to working with you as well since I'm also on the board of directors for Take the Lead. So you know, the the sky's the limit. I mean, let's face it, 2025, do we have to wait that long? I don't want to. Yeah, me either. I, I, I totally agree. Gloria always, uh, I think, says it best that, um, you know, she uses this this reference um, that she believes in the power of the infinite pie, that um, the more there are, the more there are. And it's like pie, which yeah. I love. The more the more there is, the, the better, the more there is to share for everyone, um, the yeah. better we all are. So yeah. I think that that goes with women leadership as well. The more women that we have that are empowered, that are able to to mentor and to share what they've learned and to to really help 
in, in growing and expanding this movement, uh, the more there are. Uh, and yeah. eventually we will get to this yeah. place that I think we all would like to see where, where you know, parity is achieved and, and equality is achieved. And it isn't a conversation we have anymore. And we're, we're thrilled to, to be a part of that. Um, and if, if others are interested and um, listeners are interested in, in learning more, Nancy, I'm, I know you, you're incredibly familiar with, with Take the Lead, but to learn more, to figure out how to get involved, to look at some of the free resources, virtual happy hours, courses that are available, um, or to even contribute to this cause. And with an investment, you can go to taketheleadwomen.com. And also become a Take the Lead leader and an ambassador and go out and teach these principles to other women, which is very, very important when we go out and talk to corporations and companies and everyone what we're what our goal is, what we're attempting what we're not attempting, what we're doing and what we're going to be doing. But anyway, well congratulations. Yeah, absolutely. I'm excited about you being on board. You're a, a delightful person. The other thing that's really fun the other part that we haven't really talked about, it's fun when we do it this way. It's a lot mm-hmm. more fun. I mean, the other night, yeah. with, with, when you support one another and you you celebrate one another, it's it's a party. It's a great it's a great time. It's a great time. It is. It's important to have fun. You you know you've got to get that work work life fun balance equation right. Um, and I think when you're out um, and doing such great work, it's important to celebrate that and to celebrate uh, each other. Absolutely. Well, any last words of, of wisdom or something that you would like to leave with us before we, we say adieu, goodbye? What is there anything else? Ooh, good question. I I think um, I I guess I have to say thank you for thanks for your time. Um, to any any listeners who are um, interested or who are women or who know women or who are have a daughter, a sister, a friend, I would encourage you to to go to um, take the leads website to think about what that really means you know to you and to your world and to stop thinking about this as something that that is not an issue and that is or that is something we don't we can't solve because together we absolutely can and that everyone can contribute and and that everyone has a role to play if we are really are going to achieve this goal and it's completely within reach so yeah. I would encourage you to figure out how to contribute in your own way because everyone can um, and everyone has a part. Yeah, there's a lot of us out there, and if we all come together, anything is possible. So, Sarah, I want to thank you for your time, your energy, your passion, and what you're bringing to the world because it, it's so important, and I'm excited that you're on board, and I look forward to getting to know you better. But uh, thank you so much today, and congratulations on your new role, your company's role with Take the Lead. and. I look look forward to only good things. Thank you so much, Nancy.